This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want some honesty from Spartan fans, if, if at all possible, this morning. Season begins tonight in East Lansing. Michigan State, big year four for Mel Tucker. I want to know. Has the doubting gone too far? Because at least 50% of the reason I picked the chips tonight is because I think their program is in a bad spot. Vegas thinks you're missing a bowl for the second straight year. Mel Tucker, as a defensive coach, has yet to field a quality defense. They do not know who their quarterback is. They do not have any proven skill positions. And the world is collectively saying, you guys are going to fail. Has the doubting gone too far? And the honesty I need from you is, do you kind of like it? Because this used to be the thing. The chip on the shoulder, the underdog, the Mark D'Antonio, it'll never be over. Does part of you, and be honest with me, like that everybody's collectively taking a dump on your program? Do you, do you secretly like that because now you get to be the spoilers and the surprise and we're better than everybody thought and don't count out the Spartans? 248-539-9797. Well, there was nobody that, even when they were favored, there was nobody that could play the underdog card better than Mark D'Antonio. I don't know that Mel Tucker is, is going that far, but I do think that they have built up this perception that hey you know it's whether it's recruits that have decommitted and gone somewhere else they still have especially defensive line wise Mm -hmm. they got a couple of really big time recruits studs that are going to get some run now they're freshmen but they're going to get some run up front and if they you know live up to their four-star potential could be impact guys uh and and the question is going to be in the secondary what type of adjustments have they made have the you know it's not a full scale you know rebuild but they've got to go and you know they've got again some transfers some some guys that they're developing in the program that should now be starting to pay off and then you look at the you know in terms of the the wide receiver room it's not devoid of talent the quarterback isn't devoid of talent the quarterback is devoid of experience mm-hmm. uh but then when you I mean uh, you, you look at the wide receiver room you're just trying to figure out how do they replace the production of Jaden Reed, Keon Coleman, Trey Mosley. He's got experience. Can he be wide receiver one? Can he be stud? And then that's, I think it's just a lot of indecision right now. I don't know that everybody's trying to just jump on and bury them, or as you so eloquently put it, <laughs> dump on them. I think they're just, there's, when I, when I made my picks, it's, I prove it. Go ahead, prove, prove me wrong. I think they're going to win, but prove me wrong that you can win by more than two touchdowns. But they don't, like, my thing right now, at least, is that they're breaking, they're playing a team that's break a Mac team that's breaking in a new quarterback, okay, in some degree. I mean, it, I, I do believe it's overboard temporarily, and I do believe you'll get some answers against Washington and Michael Penix. Michael Penix is a guy that absolutely lit them up a couple years ago. Last year. 
And well, right, but even with uh, Indiana, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe you're going to get your answer that night. Now you could lose that game valiantly, you know. You could look exactly like you have against them previously, and that's where the alarms are going to go off. I do believe there's a piling on, and I kind of think that last year went too too far negative, and the first year or the year with Kenneth Walker the third w- went kind of ceiling under Tucker. And that the truth is probably in the middle here, and that this is a seven-eight win team. I don't. I think Vegas is protecting itself a little bit in terms of the unknown because of changes at humongous positions on the team. But man, to think that this thing—I just have trouble thinking it's going to get that ugly. Like that, it's going to just snowball out of control this quick. What do you guys think? Piling on, gone too far for Michigan State, and do you kind of like the fact that everybody's? Counting you out going into the season. All right, you got to understand, my chips are coming off a four-win season. The guy who may start at quarterback tonight has attempted eight career passes. If they don't go with him, the other guy has one career touchdown and five interceptions. Yet, I'm going to the game tonight with the belief they're going to win. Well, is that going too far when it comes to the the piling on of Michigan State? Because this is not because I think my team is going to go 12-0 and and, and make a, a run at the college football playoff. This is in some total because I think we have a defense and some good infrastructure. But also, Mel Tucker has failed to build this program in a way where he has proven commodities in year four. John, you can say it's a prove-it Did game. Did you already start tailgating? Like You're going believing that they're going to win. And I, I wouldn't it. go. You're, you're, if it, I wouldn't go if I thought we were just going to get our our ass kicked. I'm going because I think my team's got a okay. shot to win the game tonight against Michigan State, a five win team from a year ago who's expected to win five games again this year. Why isn't that a team we can upset? We've done it in our history. My chips did it in '09, and as Falar referenced in the update, we also did it '91-'92. This is not a one time fluke. It, it, so where I think it really needs to happen is defensively. Uh, for you guys, because that's where you get your starters returning. Mm-hmm. That's where you get mm-hmm. your most experience. You're going to have to give, if it's Emmanuel, uh, Bert Emanuel, you're going to have to give him multiple opportunities to get ready. Now, he's a guy, if he is the starter, and I think most people kind of are leaning that mm-hmm. way that they think Jim McElwain will, will you know name him as the starter, is the thing that makes him difficult to defend is the unknown of what he can do throwing the ball. But it's the fact that he can run the hell out of the ball. And that is scary for a defense that is is going to want to probably drop a number of players into coverage because we're going to have to solidify that. And if you're only rushing four or five, can he make those guys miss? And if everybody's got their back turned, he's going to pick up some yardage. He's, a, he's the guy that can keep this game close just by strictly being an athlete. I just, I really believe there's a piling on going on here. And there's, I believe there's also, because of Central's history against Michigan State of having success, it doesn't apply. There's no direct th- thing that correlates or carries over from those past tr- triumphs and close games that Central's played against Michigan State. And I believe Mel Tucker's. History doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter. They're not the same players. You know, I mean, we okay. do that. We do that with the Lions. History doesn't. Say, yeah. John, John does does fifty. I don't believe history years. matters. Okay. So, I, I agree with you, but I, we use SOL. We use all of this stuff against the Lions all the time. I look. I believe Mel Tucker is feeding the narrative. I, I think he knows I exactly know. what he is being said of it, 
And he's coming up because two things are happening. One thing's happening here or the other. Either they're just going to suck and he's a terrible coach and it's the worst contract ever given to a coach ever or arguably one of the worst. Or they're, I believe they're laying in the weeds a little bit. I, I, believe, I believe very little's come out of East Lansing in terms of how this team's going to play football this year. I believe that they are would have taken it literally and to heart last year. The fact that, what, they lost a game with two completions against them? Yeah, the Indiana game. Yeah. If, if they didn't take that personal, the coaching staff starting with Tucker on, yet you don't hear much of that, okay? They know they should. If He's either, um, I'll use Stoney's word, or malfeasance, coaching malfeasance, or you can't see what happened to you and you didn't try to address it in the offseason, it's criminal. All I'm saying is you bring up the Indiana game, they didn't need to really throw the ball to beat MSU. Ideally, I want my team to complete more than two or three passes today, but if they're going to screw around in the special teams game, like Michigan State has done, if both teams are going to lean on their front sevens and the running clock, and all of a sudden you're looking up in the third, late late third, early fourth quarter, this is a one-score game? What are they doing? It's a one-score game. You should be. That's alarmed. where I want to be. Well, for you, yeah, of course. But I, from a Spartan perspective, I'd be alarmed if if this thing is questionable tonight after halftime. Yeah, I, no. I would. I, because I think then the I think the realities are setting in of of uh, you know a, a three four win season potentially an embarrassment at the end of the year at Ford Field against Penn State. All those things that are kind of being talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just have a tough time believing that it's all if they don't respond and they're not better this year than last year i i feel like it's almost like tucker gave up well and i, I just so have a hard time I believing this he would is do that. this is all building into the narrative that i think mel tucker is accepting and it's not that he's not going out and saying everybody's wrong he's not going out and and calling anybody out or making any proclamations about his team but he's also not saying anything like you're you're wrong he is probably the message to his team is in in private. Let them talk about how hey, the expectation is that we're a five win team. Do you really believe you're a five win team? Are you going to let them go out there and continue to t- the only ones that can change that narrative is you. He is building this up in that locker room with this team that if if. If they're going to change the narrative, it's not going to be Mel Tucker. He's already used the I'm a horse coach. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Got it. We're good. He already used. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a bad coach. narrative. (laughs) (laughs) He's already done all of this regarding the self-deprecating, the self-deprecation. Like like he can't go into that and tap that well again. And the other thing is going to his team and saying, this is what they're saying about you. Are you going to accept that? The other thing, though, is and, and his starting quarterback the last two years is starting for an SEC team. He could get just absolutely crushed with this, okay? And he made the choice, or he didn't really try to keep him. It wasn't his guy, really, yeah. you know? It could get it could get ugly in, in those side of things. I mean, he's put himself out there. I just... I have a tough time believing a coach getting that kind of contract is that clueless or I don't know what the, the it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like, so what I believe we're going to see from Mel Tucker's team and, and you could talk about, Hey, it, you know, talent, maybe, maybe they don't have as much talent at receivers they had last year. 
maybe the quarterback is a step back simply because of experience. Mm-hmm. Peyton Thorne had the experience. He moves on, and I don't care what he does at Auburn. It is to me means nothing about what happened uh, at Michigan State, why he left, whatever. If he didn't want to handle the competition, then, again, it doesn't mean anything about what's going on in East Lansing or how Mel Tucker handled it. To me, this is going to be a smash-mouth, I'm-going-to-hit-you-in-the-face physical football team. And you're going to win some games playing like that. But with Thorne, he set the tone at the top, the most important position on the team. He wasn't going to give it to Peyton Thorne, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And therefore, that trickles all the way down. Got to earn it. And he, but he's putting himself out there that Peyton Thorns simply it, would he have been the better quarterback for this team? Well, yeah, I think when he opened up the job in the spring, from a program standpoint of every job's available every spring, you have to earn it. There's nothing wrong with setting that tone. I think that's a good tone to set if you're a coach that you got to earn it every season. But in doing so, you're right. There are ramifications if. You lose your multi-year starter at quarterback, and you got to hand the reins off to someone who's inexperienced. You got to play the schedule they're playing this year. Yeah, there's a world where this team doesn't make a bowl game, and for Mel, that's just unacceptable. And I think if you're a Spartan fan, that's unacceptable. But I, like, I, that, I also believe there's only two automatic losses on their schedule, and it's Ohio State and Michigan. I really believe that going in. Oh, Penn State's yeah. gonna be good this year. I know, but and you're Penn not even State playing be talented. There's hey. a difference between being talented and good. Now, I, again, there's I need to. I mentioned I need to prove it from Michigan State, prove it from Michigan, and Penn State is one of those teams that I need to see prove it. Prove it that that young talent can go out there and perform and win as a team. Well, and Washington is top 10 preseason. I have preseason rankings, but they're supposed to be good this year too. It doesn't feel like it matters where they play them. If that secondary that Mel Tucker's coached up for three seasons enters year four playing the same well, Michael Penix is going to throw for 500 yards. I agree with you, but that you said if. Okay, there well, has I have got yet, to be, if yet they to can't believe it's going to change it until I be see it. Because again, it hasn't happened yet. Thank well, you, I know. It's from the future. And, uh, but this is, a again, it's one of the worst contracts ever if they can't sh- show some sort of correction back there. 248-539-9797. Let's get Spencer in the mix. Spencer in Birmingham. You're on 97.1. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I want to echo the sentiment of one of the great coaches who's unfortunately no longer with us. And this guy said one of the most famous lines ever. He said, they are who we thought they were, (laughs) Coach Dennis Green. He said, they are who we thought they were. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. And another coach said, you play to win the game, Herman Edwards. Guess what? Tuck isn't coming. It's no longer Tuck coming. It's male failed. Because we are watching the rebirth of, of Bobby Williams, the coach that took over for Nick Saban. You're talking about a coach who came in with such expectations that anything less than being at this point in time in his fourth season on par with Penn State, on par with at least at least what Wisconsin used to be a few years ago. I'm not saying he should be at the level of Ohio State at this point in time, but we're talking about a guy who came in after abandoning his former team in Colorado after one year, telling those guys, I came here, this is a destination for me, it's not a pit stop, and you're going to see me for the next decade. And guess what? This is a person, if it wasn't for Kenneth Walker III, would be facing imminent firing. He brought in not a, not a, not a player from Metropolitan Detroit. 
He didn't bring in a player from Ohio, meaning as a recruit. He's restored the recruiting grounds of Michigan State in those areas, in those areas abysmally. He has not at all resuscitated the relationship with Detroit football coaches so that those hot recruiting beds of Cass Tech, of Southfield A&T, are now producing tremendous results. We're talking about a person that got one of the most atrocious, abysmal contracts after an, a performance, a miraculous performance by KW3, K, I'm sorry, K9, that if Kenneth Walker wouldn't have transferred through the portal, this coach would be facing firing. I want to coin that phrase again. They said Tuck coming. Well, this is going to be the year of mail failed. Because, listen, guys, this cannot be understood more than what I'm saying now. If this man was in in, in Ann Arbor, his firing would be being called for. If he was in Ohio, he would be called for as it relates to firing. How can Michigan State... And again, contract notwithstanding, I'm looking at performance on the field. You had departing players now starring in Auburn and Florida State. Your top quarterback, your top wide receiver. Recruiting has been absolutely a failure. I speak to professionals who work in the Detroit area uh, you know, as, as administrators when I'm back in town because, you know, I live in D.C., and they told me, they said, they said, Spencer, we thought when Mel got hired that he would restore the rapport and the relationship that was it at Michigan State 15, 20 years ago. He said the guy has established nothing. Now, again, Courtney, the wide receivers coach, he's been lauded as, as, as being so outgoing, so affable, so approachable. They said the scowl that you see on that coach is the same scowl that mm. these, these, these teachers, and again, I don't want to say hearsay, right. but again, look at the results. When you look at Ohio, where's the next great Lorenzo White? Where is... Well, Spencer, what it's valid. Recruiting wise, Spencer, it's valid. I mean, you're sitting here in your fourth season, and Michigan State, to their credit as a as a university and athletic program, ponied up to get Mel the first time, ponied up a second time to keep yep. him. There has to be expectations. The longer you're there, and the more that your roots are supposed to show. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. As people pile on Mel Tucker at Michigan State, I think a bunch of it's deserved. But has it gone too far? And if you're a Spartan fan, part of this. Kind of like you get to play the chip on your shoulder going into his fourth season with something to prove. It's 97 1.